0: Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call. They'd write letters. And some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop?
1: Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of the king of gaslighting to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim.
2: I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the ad hominem circumstantial, also known as appeal to motive, and the vested interests fallacy.
1: So all the way back in episode 21, we did the ad hominem abusive fallacy, which is where you um, basically call... Your opponent names, <laughs> which yeah. which Trump is good at, um, yeah. uh, but then you have, yeah you make out that because they are an idiot or whatever, their yeah. argument must be wrong. So this is another ad hominem, but it's not the same exactly. It's, and, you know, we're 21 episodes on, so it looks like every 21 episodes we have to do an ad hominem type thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is about uh, the circumstance that the person is in, i.e. what kind of, what their motivation is really for making their argument. It's, it's impugning someone's motives and in doing that, avoiding addressing the argument itself at all.
2: So you're not dismissing them on the basis that they're an idiot, but you're dismissing them on the basis of their motives for yeah, saying that they're, they're a saying?
1: Democrat or that they hold yeah. you know particular views or that they are part of a particular group. There's a, there's right. some crossover there with the genetic fallacy, um, you yeah. know where where those ideas are coming from is the problem rather than the idea themselves. Yeah. So Trump does this a lot,
2: <laughs> yeah, as yeah. with
1: many of the things we talk about. <laughs> Actually, probably more than the ad hominem abusive because. When he does call people names, mostly it's just for the sake of calling them names. It's not as yeah. part of an argument. Whereas no, he okay. does use this to avoid addressing arguments. Yeah. We're recording this on the 28th and yesterday, 27th, yeah. Trump addressed the revelations about John Bolton's uh, book and his yeah. accusation in the book that Trump did indeed tie the aid that he was withholding from Ukraine to the investigations into Biden and Burisma. And Trump tweeted, I never told John Bolton that the aid to Ukraine was tied to investigations into Democrats, including the Bidens. In fact, he never complained about this at the time of his very public termination. If John Bolton said this, it was only to sell a book.
2: There you go. There it is. Yeah. He's
1: saying it's not true. He's only saying it because he wants to sell his book. Yeah. Now, the thing about... (laughs) The, the ad hominem circumstantial is it can be completely true what you're saying, that the motives of someone are the reason that they're saying the thing. Yeah. And that doesn't matter <laughs> because it doesn't address the argument. The point is, yes, John Bolton might be saying this to sell a book. In fact, it's incredibly likely that with the timing that, that this <laughs> yeah. has come out, exactly, that, yeah. that he, he thinks this is really, really great publicity. Yeah. It doesn't make it a lie. It doesn't mean it's not true what he's saying. And it's not an argument against it. It's not trying to refute the merits of the argument. It's not. I mean, he is saying it didn't happen uh, in this case, but but he's not kind of offering any real other argument other than the only reason he's saying it is because he wants to sell it.
2: Because it's been a good fifty years since he last appeared in the Lorax, so yeah. he's probably you know he's just kind of going, oh, I'll, I'll never get this chance again. So it may well be true that he's actually doing it to sell the book, but it doesn't mean that the contents are any less true. It's you know, you kinda of go, well the timing is a little bit suspicious, but it doesn't take doesn't make what he's saying suspicious just yeah. because of that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And and yeah. just as we said with the ad hominem abusive fallacy and with the genetic fallacy, it is completely reasonable to consider the source of what mm. of what is being said. And if yep. those people do have an ulterior motive it's reasonable to factor that into your decision of whether to believe them or not. But essentially reflexively arguing that the only reason they're saying it is because they have a vested interest is is not a good argument.
2: No. And and you can kind of tell that because it just comes out of Trump's mouth. It's not going to be a good argument. <laughs> that's probably a fallacy. That's probably an ad hominem yeah, that's, in that's itself, it. isn't yeah.
1: it? So yeah. Um, yeah. our second Trump example is uh, back, well... Not that long ago, but, but talking about the wall.
0: The Democrats would give me anything, any money. doesn't matter, billions and billions for anything except the wall. Even though five years ago they all wanted the wall. The only reason they didn't want the wall is because I wanted
1: it. So he's saying uh-huh. the only reason the Democrats don't want the wall is because Trump wants it. So he's, right. he's, he's ignoring all of the arguments against yeah. the wall. Yeah. And just saying, well, you know, there is there is obviously no other argument. There's no good reason not to want the wall.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, he claims that they wanted it five years ago. That's just a lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. What he's referring to there is a, a failed bill that pretty much all Democrat Senate Democrats signed on to, which was addressing immigration with a 700-foot fence, metal fence, right. a, along part of the border. Yeah. But the point of that bill was they were agreeing to the fence in return to um, a system which offered a, a route to citizenship for immigrants right. currently in the US. Yeah. yeah. It it didn't get through because the Republicans voted against it.
2: <laughs> Weirdly. Be- yeah. because, because they were uh, suspicious in an ad hominem, circumstantial kind of way that they're only voting for the fence because they want the... Yeah. The, so, the DACA thing to go through. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you can exactly counter Trump's yeah. claim that the Democrats wanted the war five years ago by saying, well, the Republicans didn't want it five years ago. Yeah. Um, so, But, it, yeah, it was, it was a, a an immigration reform bill that was put forward actually as a bipartisan effort by the Gang of Eight, the, the four on each side. But a big mm. part of it was the, the route to citizenship. And, so, and it also wasn't a war. it was a fence it wasn't what trump was trying to say it wasn't from sea to shining sea it was (laughs) it was 700 miles of fencing which was a slight enlargement of what was already there because a lot of the the fencing would have just been uh, repairing the fencing that they currently had yeah yeah we can't say that that is their motivation that they don't want the wall because trump wants the wall Because they have given a lot of reasons why they don't want the wall the fact that it's ineffective unnecessary extremely expensive all of the all of the other points that people have yeah, made against yeah. the war
0: and and,
2: he- and and actually the only re, it's kind of an echo of trump saying well i don't want the, uh healthcare because I, because obama wanted it actually that's that's a, a true that's not an ad hominem <laughs> um, circumstantial that is mostly true that the things that he wants to get rid of are because Obama wanted it in, you know, in a sort of ironic flip side of the coin. Yeah. yeah so, it's arguably true.
1: Yeah, so, but yeah. as I said, but the fact it's true, doesn't, doesn't make his arguments bad, but, um, but they are bad yeah. for, separ- for other reasons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Well, um, And the thing is, if, if in the course of arguing against his Attempt at r- repealing Obamacare, you are able to make those other arguments, and you don't just rely on it and saying, you know, you only you only want to get rid of Obamacare because Obama signed it, or you only yeah. want to renege on the the U- Iran deal because Obama signed it, um, or you only want to pull out of the Paris Accord because Obama <laughs> did that, and yeah. all, the the many other re- um, examples <laughs> we could <laughs> give,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, because we can we can point to other things we can uh, argue other reasons why they're good and and he can't argue other reasons why they're bad in many cases and doesn't really try that hard no. um it does come back to that seems to be the reason
2: yeah so yeah
1: yeah so our final trump example uh yeah. actually is kind of the it's it's trump adjacent it's mark short who's uh mike pence's chief of staff right and and this was why I chose to do Ad hominem circumstantial this week because of Le- okay. Parnas and his uh, recent kind of document dump of of all of the, the allegations that he's made on on the Rachel Maddow show and uh, and the, the receipts that he's brought the um, documentary evidence. Yep. Um, Republicans generally uh, are responding to this by by impugning Parnas's motives um and yes it probably is true that the reason he's saying all of this stuff is because he hopes to get a a shorter sentence for the uh, crimes that he's been indicted on but that doesn't mean the things he's saying aren't true and mark short said this is very simple lev parnas is under a multi-count indictment and will say anything to anybody who will listen in hopes of staying out of prison it's no surprise that only the liberal media is listening to him yeah, it is no surprise that only the liberal media are listening to him because Fox obviously aren't going to listen to
2: no, <laughs> to anyone no. who
1: has anything negative to say about the president. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, yes, Parnas is under a multi-count indictment. He he is saying these things and providing this th- these documents um, in the hopes that it will reduce his sentence. That's almost certain. There's, he has yeah. very little other reason to do it apart from as I. Suggested the other week that he's kind of upset that Trump keeps saying he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, the documents tend to back up what he says. Mm. What what he's producing is is evidence, not just he's not just saying stuff without anything yeah. to back it up.
2: He's not made it up. He's not like written it down like it's a transcript of a phone conversation in his own handwriting, and gone there. You, I see. There's there's the evidence. No, somebody else has done that already. <laughs> Um, but there's kind of there's sort of two ad hominem circumstantials in there there's one because he's only saying it because he wants to stay out of prison and th- there's almost the implication that only the liberal media are listening to him so you ought to dismiss it because only the liberal media are listening to it this is the kind of fodder of the liberal media yeah. and you know, and in and it's like the phrase in um in England during the last election was the you're part of the the metropolitan liberal elite.
1: Yeah, and it's it's essentially an ad hominem against the media as well, the the media who are listening to him, saying that they're only listening to him because they're liberal, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, the with that kind of liberal elite thing, it is putting yeah. people in a particular group and then saying you only hold the views you hold because you're in that group. Yeah. Not because they are reasonable views to hold or because you can back them up or Any of the logical arguments that you might give, they're they're saying that of course you think that you would think that you're a liberal. It quickly and and easily dismisses any argument that you can make.
2: Exactly. Yeah. The the phrase that came to mind then it dismisses it out of hand. Yeah. And it sounds like a convincing thing. It sounds you know it's like saying well you can't you can't believe what he says because he's a been a murderer. Yeah. It's the um. Uh, I'm watching the latest series of the the kind of Scandinavian noir called Wisting. It's probably Visting. Um, And there's a a guy who was convicted of murder, seventeen. had been in jail for 17 years for a murder he possibly didn't commit. And he himself says, the trouble is even if I'm found that I didn't do it, I'm still tainted with it because I've been in jail for 17 years. So people will say well, you can't trust him because he's been in jail for 17 years. Well, he's a criminal, sir. So yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes, you arrested him. <laughs> yeah, that's just Yeah, and it's that. it's
1: yeah. an incredibly easy trap to fall into and mm-hmm. I'm sure that I do it and and listeners do it all the time. It's yeah. um yeah, I I I can definitely imagine situations where I would think well the on, you know the only reason that republican senators are saying that is because they're afraid of what trump might say mm. if they talk yeah. negatively about him yeah i definitely think that and and yeah. again it could be true it, it may well be true but yeah it isn't an excuse to dismiss what they're saying mm. there are many other ways to dismiss what they're saying often <laughs> um yeah uh, and that isn't a, it, it's is, a yeah. yeah it's a it's a it's not an unreasonable thing to think in many yeah. cases that, that the people have um, vested interests or ulterior motives for saying the things they say or doing the things they do. That's yeah. kind of how humans work. We do things because we have a reason to do them and that, that sometimes benefits us or people we like. Yeah. So that fact doesn't give you a, a, an opportunity or a good reason to dismiss what people are saying or doing
2: and actually and and it 's also a shortcut for not having to think about it if you 're presented with evidence which is quite compelling um, you know your initial reaction is to well you' to dismiss it and in that famous phrase, well, he would say that wouldn 't he mm-hmm. it 's that kind of that it just dismisses it without engaging with the content of the evidence that 's been placed in front of you. So uh, so to, to counter it, you just go back and say, well, yeah, but what you've just done is you, it's fair enough, you saying that, but you haven't answered the, the question or you haven't um, addressed the accusation or you haven't looked at the evidence that's been presented. You're just filling in the gap and dismissing me out of hand.
1: Yeah. Essentially, it's true, but irrelevant.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 And. Now is the time, I think, for Marx-British politics corner. Well, it wouldn't be poll corner, politics, politics corner <laughs> without good old Boris. So our first example is from the uh, election campaign when at the very start of the election campaign, the one that he called, it, it felt gloriously that it was all going to fall to pieces um, because the, there were various gaffes that he just walked into and one of them was he went to visit a, uh, an NHS hospital um, in order to prove how much the Tories love the NHS and how much they're actually going to um, well actually I suspect the NHS are waiting with bated breath because we're only four days away twenty three days away from leaving the EU and therefore the £350 million a week that we paid to the EU will go to the NHS I guess they can't wait Um, So this is a clip from uh, the visit that he made to a hospital and he was confronted by a dad whose daughter was ill and he stood in the corridor and said this. There are not enough people
1: on this war. There are not enough doctors. There are not enough nurses. The NHS has been destroyed. It's been destroyed. It's been destroyed. And now you come here for a press opportunity. Actually, there's no press here what do you mean there's no press here they're, they're, yeah, they're, who
0: are these
2: people so basically the guy has said you know the nhs is fallen to pieces basically you've been in charge of it for the last 10 years it's fallen apart and all you've done now is turn up because it's a press opportunity and boris unbelievably says well there are no press here this is being filmed <laughs> by two cameras because they cut from one to a close up to a a long shot by ITV news. um, And you can hear the cameras going off because the microphones are on top of the the film cameras, which is where all the zoom lenses for the stills cameras are. And you can hear them going off. He says, there's no press here. And he (laughs) says, and he points down the corridor, looks at the cameras and says, well, who are these people then? And so here comes the dismissal of that. So on Twitter, Um, Alison Pearson, who uh, her Twitter description calls her a Telegraph columnist. She isn't really a journalist, so she's a columnist. So uh, she retweets something from uh, another tweeter, G.A. Thompson, who in turn has mentioned Guido Fawkes, uh, who's also on Twitter? So he says it took next to no time for at Guido Forks to expose the ambusher, the the dad we just heard, as a Corbynista Labour troll and former Emily Thornbury staffer. Emily Thornbury's a Labour MP. Uh, he's at Omar Salem. That's his name, Omar Salem. It was a setup. Pictures show him wearing a partly concealed microphone. And Alison Pearson says this is shocking wearing a microphone put your sick daughter before scoring political points. And it's it's completely untrue. He wasn't wearing a microphone, but it's just this instant dismissal um, to say you can't listen to a word he says, you can't believe what he says, because he used to work for a Labour MP. Mm-hmm. So he's got motives, you know, left-wing socialist motives. Also, weirdly, she's accepting that
1: his daughter was sick. She's not claiming yeah, exactly. that yeah, yeah. that he was, you know, pretending to have yeah. a sick daughter in this hospital, yeah. so that he could ambush yeah. Boris. Yeah. So,
2: I, yeah, <laughs>
1: that's kind of odd.
2: Very odd. And um, so they, you know, the kind of they're dismissing it and saying it's a setup, when actually that's exactly what the dad has done. So maybe you know, he's he, he's just said it's a setup. You know, the guy who's uh, Guido Fawkes is saying he he had a partly concealed microphone. Well, it was completely concealed because it didn't <laughs> exist. So nobody no, could see it. was definitely a
1: lot better concealed than the cameras that were filming.
2: <laughs> exactly, <Fox>. at the <laughs> other end of the corridor. Yeah, some <laughs> 10 feet away, you know, there's that utter setup. up. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Poll example two is way back in the heady days of the uh, Cameron-Clegg uh, coalition In April 2013, I was seeking um, all over the internet to try and find an example of uh, the Champagne Socialist quote, which I, it turns out, have wrongly attributed to Clement Attlee, the the, uh, post-war Labour leader who um, ushered in the invention of the NHS. Um, He, I think, on an episode, some 10 episodes ago, I said he was once accused of being a champagne socialist he said how do you, how can how can you drink champagne and be a socialist um and he said in reply uh, i think everybody should have champagne mm-hmm. you know that's how i'm a champagne socialist and actually uh, it apparently is attributed to john, Mor- john mortimer the author and playwright uh-huh. So, who was who used to get up at six in the morning before he wrote? He had a glass of champagne. <laughs> and, and one, when asked, "How can you be a socialist and drink champagne?" He said, "Well, I think everybody should drink champagne." Um, certainly, a bit wittier than Clement Attlee was ever. <laughs> so, this is a modern version of the champagne socialist um, trope. So, uh, in April two thousand thirteen, Ian Murray MP, who's a Scottish Labour Party MP asked David Cameron, the the leader of the coalition, whether he would benefit from the tax cuts for the rich that the coalition government had just introduced. Cameron says this.
0: Mr Ian Murray. Thank you, Mr Speaker. Will the Prime Minister benefit personally from the millionaire's tax cut?
2: Let me say to the honourable gentleman, I will pay all of the taxes that I'm meant to. But let me just point out one small point. Let me point out one small point. I had a letter this week. I had a letter this week I thought people might enjoy. It's from Ed, who lives in Camden, and it says this I am a millionaire. I live in a house worth £2 million, which I got through a combination of inheritance and property speculation. I'm worried that if I sell my house and I buy another one, I'll have to pay the 7% stamp duty that the wicked Tories have introduced. Under Labour, well, we talked about fairness. We never made the rich pay more. What should a champagne socialist like me do?
1: Well, I think he made up that letter. Do you think? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because who would he be writing it to? <laughs> yeah, and call it... Who's he writing it to and saying the wicked Tories? <laughs> yeah. It, it must be socialist yeah. worker or something? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that there, so there is cameron in a very elaborate way dismissing ian murray's question by kind of implying how can you hold me to task about the tax cuts when your party leader is a champagne socialist as if you can't that, that's the the trope that the tories use in their one nation um we're in it for the people and we are for the many, not the few, their kind of, that kind of attitude. they dismiss socialists who who have shoes and cars mm-hmm. and houses and all that kind of stuff but he so he he misses he doesn't answer the question he neatly answers it right at the beginning actually, and says, "I will pay all the tax that I need to." Yeah, we under my new under my new tax under rules. My new tax tax rules. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And as it turns out, as we discovered from the Panama Papers, he didn't pay all that either. So uh he does. Yeah, and then he so he dismisses the question and even the grounds for posing that. How dare you ask me this when your leader is a, has a house? It dismisses anybody that tries to uphold the rights of workers and the people. By saying, well, you live in a house, you know. Lots of the people that you don't that you support don't have those things. Well, I know that's why I'm fighting to get them to have them. So yeah, um, and this occurred in the same week, actually, that Boris this year um, wants tax cuts for the rich. Funnily enough, because they're the people that support his party. However. There are, um, I did read an article that actor and screenwriter Simon Pegg, um, who's also a socialist, um, signed an open letter which asked millionaires and billionaires to join calls for higher taxes. And 120 people from eight countries, including Richard Curtis, who a uh, film director, signed the letter, which is basically, it's um, and Pegg says, at first glance, it seems antithetical an antithetical move from people lucky enough to have high paying jobs so it is possible to be a champagne socialist and what Cameron is kind of implying is that you as champagne socialists should pay taxes as well and here are 120 people who are all saying we would like to pay more tax please don't give us any tax ups we would like to pay more tax in order to have a a better standard of living for everybody so it kind of flies in the face for that (laughs) Bye. There we go the beatles air with paul mccartney singing fool on the hill hell yeah which has the line he doesn't listen to them he knows that they're the fools which i think could be that <laughs> yeah. homonym circumstantial
1: yeah well possibly a uh, just regular ad hominem hom- yeah abusive yeah yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause you, yeah i'm not gonna listen to you because you're an idiot yeah basically what he's, <laughs> what
1: he's saying <laughs> yeah so In The Fallacy in the Wild, we like to talk about The Fallacy of the Week from a non-political perspective. And our first example this week is from Futurama. This is an episode where Leela has had uh, some plastic surgery... And the plastic surgeon who has given her two eyes because she was oh, no. a cyclops before yeah. has yeah. kind of asked her out and because and, ah, right. now she's attractive because she's got two eyes <laughs> and, she, and she accepts.
0: This is so unfair. I liked you back when you were a cyclops. The guy's only interested now that you have two eyes. You're just jealous. No, I'm not. Oh, wait, I am.
1: But
2: my point remains valid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Perfectly. So, yeah.
1: so Fry uh, <laughs> totally points out, yeah, well, actually, yeah, he is he is jealous, but yeah. that's irrelevant. His point <laughs> yeah, is still yeah. fair. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's a fair point. He is, he's making the point that the, the surgeon only likes her because she has two eyes, and that yeah. is played out in the rest of the episode. He he is only nice to her because now she's okay. She Before, she was weird, <laughs> and Fry feels yeah. aggrieved by that because he liked her yeah. before. Yeah.
2: Fair enough. and. Uh, and Andy accepts it. I love that when he goes no no I'm not oh no wait I am. <laughs> and then and but then uh, in a very clever dismissal counter of her accusation says yeah but my point yeah. is still valid Absolutely. and it is yeah. And that's
1: the way to counter this essentially <laughs> is there you go, so yeah. if, is if it is true what someone's saying about you if you if you are Make, you know motivated by some particular purpose and they're saying well that's the only reason you're saying this yeah. so say, yeah I am motivated by that but it doesn't make my point not true so. there
2: you go, yeah perfect
1: our second example comes from um, Ali G and this is um, not his original series but a, a series called Ali G Resurrection which he did in I think 2014 um, and Ali here is talking to a Harvard professor of zoology
2: what? Is the point of animals, professor? What do you mean by the point? They exist. I
1: mean, they 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 exist. They're here.
2: But ain't most of them, with the exceptions of monkeys and scorpions, with all respect to you, a bit crap? But I think they're probably pretty more. They're pretty important. Yeah, but you would say that because your job is on the line.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. It's true that if animals are seen as a bit crap, it's,
2: with the exception with of monkeys and scorpions, the monkeys and scorpions yeah, yeah.
1: then then you know there'd be less need for zoology professors. Yeah, um, yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't refute the point that yeah. animals are important.
2: Yes. So. Actually, that that approach it reminded me of. Um, there's another character called Philomena, Philomena Kunk. Oh, yeah. Um, on uh, Charlie, Charlie Brooker's Brooker series, show, yeah. yeah, and she kind of asks those questions, those very similar kinds of questions of um, highly skilled people. <laughs> and, yeah, it's quite interesting that there are still people that that don't know who Ali G is. Yeah. I was thinking the other day about his This Is America series, Um which was just phenomenal, and um, which we've quoted before. Think, yeah, absolutely. Show. Yeah, if you haven't yeah. heard
1: of uh, or seen Ali G, it's it's the, the basically the first character that Sacha Baron Cohen did, um, uh, before he he did This Is America and before he yeah. did yeah uh, kind of Borat and and all of those. So it's the one that made him famous in the UK. And
2: I uh, guess is that he's had to kind of change characters in order to do pretty much the same thing. Yeah. he's kind of doing that confrontational. Um, comedy where people get caught out by what he's said but because his character's become so well known he has to invent another one. And what's amazing is that people can't see through the next character. So he, he's actually a really very good actor.
1: Yeah. And and when you hear that formulation of, well, you would say that wouldn't you? Mm. Or, what, what was the Profumo thing? Well, he yeah. would say that, wouldn't he? If, uh, that kind of thing. It was Christine
2: yeah. Keeler. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Of course you think that because that's that's kind of a flag to suggest that
0: someone's using an ad hominem circumstantial. So we're gonna we're gonna play fake news, folks. I love the game, it's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody.
1: Yes, it's time for fake news, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news.
2: The only reason that you think I'm not going to win this time is because you're a man of very little faith.
1: <laughs> that is true. I am a man of very little faith. <laughs> that, that is accurate, but it doesn't, it doesn't
2: mean refute my point. And it doesn't lead you to think <laughs> that you're not going to lose. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just going to appeal to uh, A, numbers, and B, antiquity, <laughs> that I've not scored anything remotely reasonable in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go right out uh yeah, yeah. so but it's our, all going to be different this week i'm
1: using yeah. actually uh as i mentioned last week uh yeah. the the batshit um rally yeah. that trump gave in milwaukee yeah, yeah, and yeah. and i'm just doing it again there's more more from <laughs> that because oh, because really? yeah. there was a lot <laughs> yeah so again these are kind of free of other context essentially um, right. and, and and you just have to kind of take them at face value so statement number one somebody said to me recently president, president it was a friend of mine he he used to always call me Donald hey Donald how are you doing let's go out okay good now he calls me president I tell you this they always call me president president, president tell me what's happening what's going on how's it all going you're doing such a great job I said do me a favour call me Donald I can't <laughs>
2: It almost sounds like a song lyric, doesn't it? (laughs) What? Statement
1: number two. We we will protect patients with pre-existing conditions like nobody else. And we will protect your pre-existing physicians, which you've had to get rid of, which you will have to get rid of when this new plan never happens, that, don't worry, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't worry about it. It sounds nice. It doesn't even sound good, frankly.
2: What? (laughs) What's a pre-existing physician? That's just, just 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 things rhyme in his head and he has to say them. Statement number a, three. No, wait. It sounds nice. It doesn't even sound... OK, all right.
1: Statement okay. number three is talking about yeah. withdrawing from Syria. Um, right. He says, I call it the danger zone, but really it is the danger zone. And they've been fighting for hundreds of years, so I don't know why people call it the safe zone. It's the most dangerous zone in the world. And when I looked at our war fighters who were there, the generals said to me, Sir, they have to be there no matter what, sir. And I said, Let them fight, but we're getting the hell out. The fake news media doesn't tell you that.
2: Okay. Why is it called that? It's just really bad stand up, isn't it? It's that. Why is it called the safe zone? It's really dangerous. Why don't they call it the danger zone? <laughs>
1: yeah. Have you heard this? Have you seen this? The, the safe yeah, zone?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And they've been fighting for hundreds of years. Who? Who? Who's they? The, yeah. The, the Air Force has been fighting with jets for hundreds of years. Uh, with the, the, yeah, sir, they have to be there. Okay. No matter sir. Nobody calls him sir. Just like nobody calls him president. Okay, I'm going to apply my what would the where would the crowd cheer and why why okay, so on that mm, worryingly, I think the pre-existing conditions and the rhyme that occurred to him, pre-existing physicians is something that you couldn't have anticipated <laughs> and written. Uh, so I think that one's probably true. So, somebody said to me originally, President, it was a friend of mine. He always used to call me Donald. Hey, nobody's going to thank and call him President are They, they always call me president, 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 President. Tell me what's happening. What's going on? You're doing such a great job. Uh, okay, hundreds of years, safe zone, don't you? Um, okay, oh, well, okay, well, it's a toss-up between one and three at the moment for me <sighs> I, um, the, the danger zone is safe, safe zone sounds like a crowd pleasing gag okay so I think all right so I think number one is the one you made up
1: okay so you you're fairly confident about number two yeah yeah okay yeah. so yeah. number two yeah. is yeah real Uh,
0: we will protect patients with pre-existing conditions like nobody else and we will protect your pre-existing physicians which you've had to get rid of which you will have to get rid of when this new plan never happens don't worry but it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen i wouldn't worry about it sounds nice it doesn't even sound good frankly (laughs) whoa (laughs) whoa
1: You've had to get rid of your pre-existing physicians. You will have yeah. to get rid of them when this new plan never happens.
2: Never happens. Don't worry, it's not going to happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen. I wouldn't worry about it. Sounds nice, but it doesn't even, doesn't sound, even sound good. To, frankly. <sighs> what the hell is uh-huh. that? But uh, the, you could hear him discover that pre-existing physicians. Oh, <laughs> I've just realised. which, And then I'm just going to run off at the mouth. It just—it just opens his mouth and stuff comes out. It's doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. You, oh uh, no! But and that's the true one. Oh my god! So okay. you also okay. thought
1: number three is true? I, and yeah, number three—the
2: SIRS—yeah—is yeah
1: fake news.
2: Oh, good work! No. Oh. Oh, my God, no. So that means, that means the one, one with the million real. president. No. <laughs> yeah. No.
1: Number one no. is real.
2: F- yeah, good work on three.
0: Somebody said to me recently, President, President was a friend of mine. Used to always call me Donald. Hey, Donald, how you doing? Let's go have dinner. Okay, okay, good. Now he calls me President. I told you this before. Calls me pre- they always call me President. President, President, tell me what's happening. What's going on? How's it all going? You're doing such a great job. He said, do me a favour. Call me Donald. I can't.
2: What the hell's that for?
1: Again, no context. There was no... no this was totally out of the blue. He was talking right. about something else before he started on this.
2: Yeah. And then something else afterwards.
1: Yeah. Um, no It doesn't... Way. There's no sense to it. And almost... I mean, the, the protocol is to call, call Mr. President. Yeah. If you're going to do that. You don't yeah. just say President...
2: Yeah, no, that's Oi, totally president. Random. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not
1: his name.
2: <laughs> no, and actually, now you because I'm looking at it, there are five of them uh-huh. in that, six of them in that. <laughs> and the more you look at the word president, the more it's stupid. It looks just—it's nuts, isn't it? It's like I'm—I'm I'm just thinking of um, Funkadelic and Parliament and those kind of. You know, it's, it's like if he was in a big glam 70s funk band he would be called president (laughs) Uh, not mr president just president somebody said president it was a friend of mine who why are you telling us this and then there's that one bit you're doing such a great job no uh, a (laughs) nobody's ever said that to him and what, what? Somebody's taking the piss out of you, Donald. That's what they're going. They're coming up and they're going, President. You're you're the president in a kind of Cartman kind of way. Yeah. Oh my god. It's just no. so cute that he thinks he has friends. I mean. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 In the, in the way that Cartman thinks that people <laughs> like him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, wait! You must really like him. You're calling me president. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately
2: yeah. that means that uh you did not Oh no. Uh, that, well good gag. This good week. gag on the safe zone, dangerous zone. Good work. Yeah, there. he weirdly
1: I I totally turned that on his head because he yeah. I again could have used this as a as a um real one. But yeah. he started with I call it the safe zone and then right. explained how dangerous it was and yeah. then reiterated that he calls it the safe zone. Um and oh, no, and yeah, and then yeah. went off on something else. But a lot of the stuff in there I just made up. But but the, right. the safe zone, danger zone thing, it's yeah. weird.
2: Yeah. That's, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Basically, he was using that as a way to take credit for the fact that he moved the the soldiers away from where the fighting is to oh, okay. to where the oil is to protect the oil. Right. Um, yeah.
2: And and that's a good thing. That, that yeah. So, yeah apart from it's a war crime but yeah yeah we'll gloss over that yeah 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 nice and nice use of the word war fighters good (laughs) he's been saying that i don't uh, know No, really
1: i don't know why he doesn't just say soldiers but he's heard that word and thought yeah okay i'm using that now
2: (laughs) yeah instead of uh, i don't know what soldiers just soldiers yeah Yeah. just yeah people uh, who fight wars war fighters (laughs) He's seen, a Mar- He's seen a Marvel comic or something, not uh-huh.
1: So before we move on this week, it's time to announce the winner of our Fire Swamp competition that's been running for the last uh, ooh, six months nearly. Yeah. And uh, the winner is Andrew Bimpson.
2: Yay! Yay! Nice one, Andrew. Well done for sticking with it for six months.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> technically andrew didn't get the most points because right. i did because <laughs> i'm i'm the best out of everyone okay. uh yeah but yeah. some due to some obscure rule i'm not allowed to win no so <laughs> um so
2: but there's an ad hominem potential <laughs> we could come up with there. so yeah. andrew's technically only the winner because you're you yeah
1: um yeah yeah <laughs>
2: you get you go you know give it with one hand take it with the other (laughs) yeah you're the winner but you know due to some strange technicality like conflict of interest i think (laughs) is the thing but in these trump times that doesn't even count what (laughs) what kind of rule is that don't need to do that so actually jim's won thanks andrew for your interest (laughs) jim's won it he's keeping the prize
1: yeah so so we are putting together some prizes and we will send them over to andrew in the next couple of weeks and the next fire swamp competition is is coming up so uh, if you didn't get a chance to enter if you've if you're a recent listener and you weren't around when we started this one uh, the fire swamp is basically um, i've made a list of the top 50 members of the trump administration basically people who are political appointees and we are tracking whether they resign or get fired over the course of the next few months. And if yep. uh, if they get fired, you get points if you pick them. So <laughs> yeah. uh, what you can do is go to fallacioustrump.com slash fireswamp. Thanks to Leslie McDonough from the Facebook group for that name. It was originally called Deadpool and fireswamp is a far better name. Yep. So go to fallacioustrump.com slash fireswamp. Make your picks. You get to choose 10 people from the list. Uh, send them to me by the 20th of February. And then from that point until the 20th of July, five months, we will track who resigns or gets fired and people will get points and whoever gets the most points will get prizes. Yay! The last rule is that you have to be a member of the Facebook group. So if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump and join the group, that's where we kind of keep everyone up to date with how the scores are going and who's resigning and getting fired and, and everyone knows in that group Uh, who the best players are and who's winning at any given point. So join the group, send me your picks, and take part in the game. It's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called The Senate Trial Is Not A Logical Fantasy. Well, maybe a bit, because... Uh, the uh, we are now in. Uh, as I said, we're, we're recording on the twenty eighth, um, which means that we have just had the final day of the Republican response. Essentially, we had yep. the the House managers' uh, opening arguments last week, and then on Saturday and then Monday and today we've had the we've had Trump's team essentially making their arguments, and it's it's quite a contrast between the two.
2: Yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> in the um, the house managers made arguments and presented yeah. evidence. Yeah, so yeah, the the first thing that happened was they they kind of argued a lot about what the rules of the trial should be, mm-hmm. and they did manage to get McConnell to agree, or just the Senate generally, the Republicans to agree to um, give them more more days to present their opening arguments because initially the rules were that they would have two days and 24 hours over the two days yeah. um to do that and they would be starting at 1pm. I don't know why they start at 1pm every day. That's yeah. weird.
2: Cause how like, are you going to get 24 hours over two days if yeah. you start at 1pm?
1: Well, you go late into the night and yeah. arguably that is what the Republicans were hoping was that nobody would be watching yeah, for for significant amounts of the um, the trial. Yeah, um,
2: except for Trump. Yeah, <laughs> he sat watching it on five <laughs> screens. Yeah,
1: um, but they did manage to get the concession of having a third day, so they split the twenty four hours over th- three days. Mm. Um, and the um, house managers used all of that time to to make their case. Yep. they they were not allowed to um to call witnesses yet we they haven't had that vote at the moment um but the and and initially an argument was that they would not be allowed to um to submit evidence that was presented in the house investigation it wouldn't at least be automatic that that would come through um and and in their initial arguments they they came to the conclusion that actually that was allowed because before it was going to be essentially a, a vote on i think on each individual part piece of evidence which would have wow lengthened yeah. the trial somewhat yeah um, yes <laughs> uh, but um but yeah they, they decided that if it was presented in the house investigation that was televised and everyone knows about it then it can be presented by kind of automatically in yeah. the senate trial so adam schiff and his colleagues Used that to present a great deal of the evidence that was presented at the um, the House uh, investigation, including a lot of video testimony from Gordon Sondland and Fiona Hill, and, and uh, also a lot of uh, publicly available video of Trump saying particular things in public, yeah. Um, yeah. and and documents that were presented at the in the investigation. And they they got a lot of evidence out that had had been. You know, we all have seen it if we paid attention at the time, mm-hmm. but they've they've kind of put it again into context and said this is what this means and this is what's come out. Um And some senators, including Sheldon Whitehouse, said that they had, you know, this was... Stuff they hadn't seen before, which yeah, yeah. kind well, yeah, of so amazing, really. Yes,
2: I was quite surprised about that they were kind of. It was almost well, this is news to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, really? Isn't really. What it, have have been doing for it, the last three years. Yeah,
1: it's kind of exactly your job to keep an eye on this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, we just do it for fun, and we knew about it. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of scary. But others said, "Well, they haven't presented anything new. They haven't. They haven't given us any new information." Which, of course, is. Is because they're stopping the the Democrats from giving new information yes, exactly. yeah. or getting new evidence or calling witnesses. So the Republicans made an interesting case, or for witnesses in a way, by constantly yeah. saying, "Well, we haven't heard from witnesses who have direct knowledge of this stuff, have we?" So yeah. Yeah. obviously, it didn't happen. Rather than obviously, we need to hear from those people.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and there were lots of. Uh, Claims that everything was hearsay yet again. Yeah, which we'd heard um, before about the same stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a standard thing. The thing is, yeah. Trump's legal team, if you can call it that, um, did. Uh, I mean, they started out by lying pretty much straight away. I mean, I think one of the one of the first things they said was Trump is a man of his word. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to go with that as your opening, Trump complained that the Uh, That his team basically started on Saturday afternoon, which is really it's bad ratings TV time. Uh, Right, that's the like the dead zone for TV ratings. Yeah, because that's what's important, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's not the audience. Who's tuning in? How many people we've got tuning Um, in? Yeah, but but that was because of the rules that his party set up, and arguably, I mean, that's a plus for them if people don't see what they have to say. (laughs) Frankly, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. And they only used on that first day. They used two hours to to kind of give an indication of what their case was going to be.
2: Game or something. I mean, they just
1: uh, they just kind of said, "We you know we're not going to take all the time. We're not going to." But they don't have that much to say. That's the thing. They don't have um, kind of arguments on the merits. They're not. They're not saying. they're, They're claiming that a lot of stuff that has been shown that definitely happened didn't happen um but they they're not claiming that um they can actually rebut really anything that that mm. has been said by the by the other side so there's not there's only so many times you can complain about the process um
2: yeah. and 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 uh call into question the democrats motives
1: yeah absolutely and uh, so they use two hours on the first day to kind of do a, a teaser for what they're going to be talking about yeah. They, yeah they used the whole of Monday and they only used a couple of hours a day and that's that's it and now tomorrow Wednesday and Thursday as well yeah. is going to be an opportunity for asking questions and debate right uh, between from where senators are going to get to talk because it's, it's been the um, the the teams the legal teams mm. on both mm. sides so far who've, who've the only ones who've done any talking um, Senators are under strict rules supposedly to, you know, be in their seat the whole time and not talk and not make any noise and stuff like that. Supposedly yeah. a kind of pain of, of incarceration. Yeah. Uh, but, but that doesn't seem to have any teeth at all because lots of, especially Republicans, but also some Democrats have been seen out of their seats at various points. They're in the lobby, they're in the cloakroom, they're occasionally giving interviews on Fox News um, yeah. <laughs> while while the trial is going on. Um, They are reading books, doing puzzles, making paper airplanes. Um, They are one Republican uh, brought in fidget spinners for everyone. Oh, what? Yeah, it's just they are kind of actively trying not to pay attention, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, Trump's team, again... Completely lying. Um, Pat Cipollone said that the House investigation happened in secret and not even Mr Schiff's Republican colleagues were allowed into the skiff. That's a complete lie. Yep. There were plenty of Republicans in there. Um, it was about half and half, to be honest. Um, they, uh, that was the
2: point, wasn't it? Absolutely. They, they did yeah. that, Yeah, to make sure that it was balanced, that it could, they, that neither party could accuse the other of it being behind closed doors and people were kept out of knowing what's going on that's absolutely exactly why they did it that yeah part. yeah
1: um trump's lawyer jay Sekulow said that the president was denied the right to cross-examine witnesses denied the right to access evidence and denied the right to have counsel present at the hearings none of that true. No. that's true no. that's all complete lies they um they chose not to they they declined they were offered the opportunity to to come and and be there and do you know. Make their argument they were they were yep. invited yep. to come and and make the arguments that they needed to make that they declined to take part. the weird thing that I don't understand um and and i'm you know is very much kind of confirmation bias and, and my liberal bias is yeah. that there are people watching this who have seen the stuff that Schiff has said and the the um video clips that he's played and the documents that he's produced. Who still say, "Oh, it's all just a hoax," but they are what they're watching and paying attention. Not, every, you know, there's loads of people who aren't watching, and paying attention. Loads yeah. of people on Twitter are saying, "You know, I'm, I'm, this is bullshit. I'm not paying attention to this bit. I'll start watching when the president's team starts talking." Yeah, but, um, but there are actually people who are watching and still going. there oh, are bloody Democrats lying about everything. I,
2: it's yeah, yeah, uh,
1: it's weird.
2: I mean, how? and it makes me
1: wonder, it makes me kind of question my response to the Republicans looking at them and, right. and going, Well, yeah, they are lying about this stuff.
2: Yeah, am yeah, I, yeah. You know, it makes me are think they're doing, doing the same thing. Is that the same thing? Or is it, or is it that the conviction. <sighs> yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, that we know the Republicans are lying because we can point to the evidence. Yeah. Which shows that th- what the truth actually is, and that they are saying something that's contrary to those facts. Yeah. So, what must be going through the people who think that when people present true factual evidence, <laughs> when they think they are lying, what is it that is getting in the way? Nothing but cognitive bias, nothing but dismissing their arguments in a fallacious way by saying well they would say that wouldn't they because they're (laughs) democrats yeah that's the but yeah how?
1: it is difficult to kind of distance yourself enough to make sure that you're not doing that Uh, yeah and of course uh, while the um, the president's team were making their case if you want to call it that um, (laughs) the news came out in the New York Times that John Bolton's book has been distributed or an unpublished draft of um, of John Bolton's book has been distributed uh, to the White House at the end of last year. So a lot of the, the people who have been saying there are no witnesses who who claim that that POTUS uh, actually linked aid to Ukraine with the investigation, they knew it. They knew that was yeah. a lie because yeah. um, that is alleg- uh, that allegation is in the book. Um, yeah. That that Trump specifically said to Bolton that. Um He was linking the aid to the um to the investigations, yep so, and I think uh just today they, they kind of studiously ignored it completely um Ken starr, who uh, he i think was yesterday was the only person who actually mentioned Bolton, he did this weird section about how awful it is that that people are impeaching people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah which, why can't we just yeah all get along? there's just so
1: much yeah. impeachment happening yeah these yeah. days hey, it's, which you
2: can't move for it i mean it, it's yeah.
1: like american idol complaining there's too many music talent shows yeah it's <laughs> what the fuck
2: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's yeah. so bizarre yeah
1: why would yeah. everyone just stop impeaching people yeah um but yeah he mentioned bolton at the end of his bit and and no one else did but secondly mentioned him today and and well kind of in passing he said that you know when we are we are in the business of looking at evidence not not unsourced manuscripts which it's absolutely not unsourced it's definitely Mm -hmm. written by john bolton yeah there's that's the source (laughs) yes um and yeah he's just saying you know we don't we absolutely don't want to consider this this piece of damning evidence that shows that everything we've been saying is not true
2: yeah yeah well of course weirdly yeah that there's and that's not us that may well be an ad hominem circumstantial (laughs) but it's nonetheless true yeah Uh, yeah but and also didn't and didn't a kind of recording of lev parnas come out as well
1: yeah we'll be talking about it in the the headlines section But but yeah yeah, that also has had an impact Mm. um and uh, essentially, you know, the 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 longer this goes on for, which is one of the reasons that that arguably that the Republicans may want to keep it short as possible, is that the longer it goes on, more and more evidence keeps coming out. Mm. Um, yeah. So it is kind of dangerous for them, and and there have been there has been a lot of chatter that um, that Bolton's book uh, combined with his pre-existing statement that he, he is happy to testify in the Senate trial um, might push more uh, Republican senators to actually vote for witnesses and there's uh, some people are saying um, who who know something about it that um, the, the Republican team the legal team are now looking at kind of exactly how they're going to deal with witnesses rather than whether they're going to have to
2: oh wow. Yeah. um yeah.
1: because yeah it, as i said last time it's it's when these things keep coming out and this bottom one is a particular firestorm um yeah. it, it becomes harder it even the people who just want to ignore everything it becomes harder for them to say no even in the face of this publicly available information we don't want to hear evidence we don't want to yeah. talk to witnesses yeah um so. Because
2: it, you know there must be there must be a thought that okay well if we uh, the, the only way that surely the only way that Trump can defend or Trump's team can defend their position is by having a witness go on the stand and say something to the contrary of all this stuff coming in whether it's um, evidence by. Uh, that they—that's been submitted or evidence that's just coming up into the public domain, at the at the same time, the only way that they can refute it, yeah, other than just saying, well, they would say that, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Is to have a
1: witness. The danger, of course, is that when if you want to refute Bolton's claim that Trump told him about the aid, mm. the person you need to have on the witness stand is Trump. Yeah. Um. And. No sensible um, defense attorney <laughs> exactly. is going to call Trump to the stand because he's instantly, instantly going to perjure himself. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the problem is the witnesses that the Democrats want to call, like Mulvaney and Pompeo and Michael Duffy and um, the, those, those people who are involved in the, the withholding of the aid. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that it is a bit of a crapshoot whether they are prepared to go to jail for Trump. Maybe some of them are, but but arguably there's yeah. a there there yeah. is a danger if you look at it from the Republican side that they actually yeah. might tell the truth under oath, which would yeah. be bad. So um, that's
2: how how twisted and perverted <laughs> that is it that we're actually using that phrase? Yeah. It's a danger that they might tell the truth. Yeah.
1: So, um, so their strategy, it seems like is going to be, if they, if they have to have witnesses, then they're going to call as many, um, you know, bullshit, um, yeah. distraction witnesses like Hunter yeah. Biden and people like that as they can to, to just make it more of a clown show instead of mm. something that people can pay attention to and learn from. So, um, yeah. cause yeah, if, if, if the Democrats get their way and actually get some witnesses, then this is, it's, I mean, it's still realistically, he's still not going to be removed. The Republicans are still going to vote to acquit, but yeah. they're going to look a lot worse doing it.
2: Yeah. Because they, they've got to do it in that they're going to have to reveal their true motives, which mm. are going to be about def, uh, defending the position in Um, constituencies where trump is not popular defending their position in constituencies where trump is popular defending their position so they don't want to be fired it's all about how are they going to protect their own there are senators
1: who are in areas uh where like north carolina and colorado and places like that where where they have republican senators but trump is not popular Mm. um and and they are in danger Arguably, of losing their seats, and if they enough of them lose their seats, then then the Democrats get the Senate as well as the House in the next election. Yep.
2: So. Yep. Yeah. See, so, yeah, that's the problem with all these impeachments. The you, place is thick with them. You can't kind of, you know, people have lost the power of concentration, and it just, yeah, it is appalling that it's nobody's kind of voting with their conscience. You know, it's far be it for me to say that Nixon had a conscience, but it kind of, you know, there was a moment when he just went, yeah, do you know what? I'll just, yeah, the game's up.
1: <laughs> yeah, that actually reminds me of something I forgot to mention when we were talking about the uh, fire swamp, mm-hmm. is that this time round I've included Trump as one of the people you can pick ah.
2: <laughs> because
1: right. uh, because it's possible in the next five months he may be fired or resign. Yep. Yep. So yeah. that would uh, give you some points if you picked Trump. And
2: Wow, that would be a, a million extra points because <laughs> he's like the joker in the pack. Yeah. No, not the joker, the king. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about.
1: Trump must have said he didn't know Lev Parnas again because Parnas's lawyer released a video last week that featured Trump having dinner with Parnas, Igor Fruman and several other donors to a Trump-supporting super PAC. During the dinner, Parnas told Trump that US Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch had been telling people that Trump was likely to be impeached, at which Trump said, Get rid of her. Get her out tomorrow. I don't care. Get her out tomorrow. Take her out. Okay? Do it. Various news organizations have charitably described this as Trump threatening to fire Yovanovitch, while others have pointed out that "take her out" can be interpreted in multiple ways, especially when talking to shady Eastern European businessmen. <laughs> Fortunately for Ambassador Yovanovitch, the Trump administration is a well-oiled machine, and within a year—well, just over a year—someone fired her. There's um, I, the, the other interesting thing about that, actually, is that um, the the video was shot, uh, kind of, it was a it was a phone. turned up on a table so it's mostly the ceiling but it was shot by Igor fruman Uh. um and he hasn't as yet been at least as in public cooperating so i don't know nobody seems to know at the moment whether he gave the video to parnas and parnas has leaked Mm. it to the um to the democrats or whether fruman possibly is cooperating we don't know that
2: yeah or if he's still alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
1: <laughs> <Even>. <laughs> also it really really reminds me of a brilliant sketch or um by david mitchell and robert webb on i think the the mitchell and Webb look where they are a criminal organization and and the the david mitchell the, the kind of boss of the organization is saying um i want you to take care of him and they're saying, "Okay, can you just be? Can you just say what you want? Because you know yeah. we've done, we've been, been through this. We've made mistakes in the past. Just if you want, do you want us to kill him?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: so, yeah, yeah. Or do you want us to you know, <laughs> tuck him, up, give him a nice blanket and a cushion? Yes, something. It would be a drink? shame if a an accident
1: befell him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's true. It would be. Can you just be yeah. really <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. OK, so we know that Trump watches a lot of televised fiction, but we didn't know he was a big fan of the Bruce Stern film Silent Running, or that his viewing taste for that modern. It's a late one, 1972. You know, the one where Bruce is protecting Earth's last forests in a spacecraft. I would have thought it was a bit eco for Trump, but why else would the new Space Force have woodland camouflage uniforms? Apparently it's because, A, they're saving money by using old uniforms, OK, so how much of a percentage of the $40 million were they going to cost? because they recycled the Starfleet logo, I guess it's more recycling. And B, because that's what the guys they'll work with on Earth will be we wearing. Surely part of the point of being in Space Force is that you don't look like a hastily assembled bunch of amateur volunteers recruited to save the Earth like in every sci-fi movie ever. Oh, no, wait. In space, no-one can hear you bark.
1: The National Archives in Washington, D.C. found a unique way of commemorating 100 years of women's suffrage this month when they censored women's voices by removing messages critical of Trump from an image of the 2017 Women's March, which took place the day after the inauguration. The image was being used by the National Archives to to promote their centenary celebration of the 19th Amendment, and they claimed that Trump's name was blurred out of the protest signs... Quote, so as not to engage in current political controversy. Fortunately, after the ACLU pointed out the archives' job is to document history, they apologised and have now replaced it with the original unaltered image. Meanwhile, we quietly add another item to the list of stuff that happens under dictators that's now happening in the US. There you go.
2: Yep, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not satisfied with just bragging, Trump at the World Economic Forum in Davos appeared to brag about doing the thing he's being impeached for at the very moment he's in Davos.
0: When we released that conversation, all hell broke out with the Democrats because they say, wait a minute, this is much different than Shifty Schiff told us so We're doing very well. I got to watch enough. I thought our team did a very good job. But honestly, we have all the material. They don't have the material.
2: So did you hear that too? There it is. I got it. You don't. You think you can do me for having done this, but you can't prove it because I got all the proof you need, like you asked for when you subpoenaed all the documents. Well, uh, yeah, that's the obstruction you said you hadn't done, which is what you're being impeached for. Does nobody notice this stuff any longer, or just too tired to notice, or do notice but don't care? Please put a tick in the appropriate box. And that box, of course, is the one next to Bernie Sanders' name.
1: Russian asset Tulsi Gabbard is suing Hillary Clinton for $50 million for calling her a Russian asset. Wait, I'd better start this one again. Russian asset and lover of frivolous lawsuits and white pantsuits, Tulsi Gabbard, is suing Hillary Clinton. There, that's better. Gavard responded to the comment made by Hillary on a podcast last year by tweeting, You, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption, and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long, and then suing her for saying mean things. She also claimed, in a very timely circumstantial ad hominem, that Hillary made the claim because she's, quote, afraid of the threat I pose. Thing is, People are allowed to have and express opinions about public figures and you can be a Russian asset simply by being potentially helpful to Russia even unwittingly by, say, splitting the Democrat vote by standing as a third-party candidate. It doesn't mean you're being accused of actually doing anything. If she'd said Tulsi was a Russian agent, that's a whole other matter. But neither she nor we would ever suggest anything like that. Although I think I may have said it about Trump last episode. Never mind, he never sues anyone, does he? No. Nah. No.
2: Nah. Welcome to the future dystopia we all knew was going to happen when mop-top, lovable, scheming Machiavellian Boris got into office. He acquiesces to Trump's every demand. Trump wants Europe to find Iran, just as guilty of breaking the terms of the not-making-nuclear-weapons-agreement, which they haven't. Europe knows they haven't, but Trump wants to sanction Iran anyway because Obama negotiated the agreement. To make Europe reconsider the wisdom of their decision, Trump threatened to slap 25% tariffs on European cars into the US. And weirdly, they all found Iran was in breach of the agreement. Boris, though, keen not to be seen to be acquiescing, fawning and licking Trump's arse just yet, tries in an interview to appear to see the reason for the Americans not liking the deal. He says correctly that it's because the agreement expires and it was an Obama deal. And in standing firm in the face of what Iran calls the high school bully, Boris then goes on to say, if we are getting rid of the deal, then let's replace it with a new deal, the Trump deal. No, Boris, let's not do that. The new deal is purely a vindictive, narcissistic, ego-driven act of a man bereft of anything but spite, hatred and envy. Uh, Oh yeah, of course, no wonder you like him. It's like eating all over again, you spineless toff.
1: Secretary of State Mike Pompeo did an interview on NPR with Mary Louise Kelly last week and was shocked when she asked him questions about Ukraine, despite the fact she'd told his staff she would be asking about Ukraine. After the interview, Kelly was ushered into Pompeo's private living room where he shouted and swore at her and asked, do you think Americans care about Ukraine? Then he asked her if she could even point to Ukraine on a map. Kelly, who has a Master's in European Studies from Cambridge, said she could. So, according to her report, quote, he called out for his aides to bring him a map of the world with no writing, no countries marked. I pointed to Ukraine. He put the map away and said, people will hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> because doubling down is rewarded in the Trump White House, Pompeo released a statement accusing Kelly of lying about the terms of the interview and claiming the post-interview rant was off the record. He ended with a suggestion that she failed his test, saying it's worth noting that Bangladesh is not Ukraine, which kind of raises the question, does Mike Pompeo think Ukraine is Bangladesh? I wish I was more confident that he doesn't.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Meanwhile, this side of the pond, Boris and Brexit, great news. Whilst no money can be found to help reunite refugee children with their parents in Boris's hostile environment, Britain, hundreds of thousands of pounds have been spent to mint new 50p coins, celebrating, but not in a triumphalist way, you understand we're all about healing division in our one nation, the withdrawal from the European Union on January the 31st. The 63% of the UK population who didn't vote for Brexit have taken to social media to suggest that whenever you find one of these 50ps in your change, you donate every single one of them to refugee charities. If you think a small thing can't make a big impact, try dropping a coin from the Empire State Building.
1: I would just point out, because I'm not the kind of person who can let something like this go, it is yeah. a myth that dropping a coin from the Empire State Building would I actually do that. I knew that. I knew that be,
2: yeah, it was going to be, you think a small <laughs> thing can't make a big impact, try sleeping with a mosquito, uh-huh. but then there's no... Yeah. no. It does make a big impact because uh-huh. it's running at terminal velocity. It yeah. might not kill you, but it'll make an impact. It'll, yeah. It could hit someone. As, as if it's a 50p <laughs> coin, they're sharp. Got, <laughs> yeah, they're not round. They've got edges. So that's all the bad
1: arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this episode. You can find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask him if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page.
2: If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know and if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and you can support the show on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash ftrump just like our newest patron, BCPDoc. Thanks very much, guys. You can connect with us
1: and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump.
2: Where you can also sign up for the next episode of Fire Swamp. And win prizes. All music is by the outburst and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald.
0: That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye
1: facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump where you can also sign up for the fire swamp this term this term do that this (laughs) term i don't know i must stop trying to ad lib can't do it in the scripted bits i'm all right just talking (laughs) off the top of my head and the rest of it but as soon as i try and add something to the bits i've already written down i'm like no that just goes complete nonsense